And uh, now, is this a difference? PA men tonight we had last night. You crank me up, son. I have a pleasant voice. I love to hear it. And uh, I had a good time last night. And uh, let me ask you a question. Is there really a place called heaven? Yes. Amen. It got good last night, didn't it? Now, I'll tell you, we battle that thing a whole lot more than we'd be honest to let known that we, we sometimes question. Amen. All the honest people shook their head. Amen. All the dishonest people, we have an altar tonight. And good to see Buck Beard over here again. Amen. And we've known each other, bumped into each other down through the years. And uh, I was hoping next time I seen him, he'd be good looking. And uh, I guess with sometimes things just never change. Amen. And uh, man, I'm telling you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, getting a little thin up there either. Is that a, a little thin? Okay. All right. And uh, well, I'm glad you still got a wife, praise the Lord. Most preachers don't. Some of them got too many. Yeah, some of them got too many. <laughs> don't let it quieten up right there. Now, don't let it tighten up right there, amen? And I'm not going to preach on that, but some of them got too many, amen? And uh, some of them like Muslims, amen, and all that mess. But I'm thrilled to be here again tonight. Have several of our people here again tonight. They've heard me preach all these sermons 3,000 times. It hadn't helped them, but I hope it'll help you tonight. And, uh, and, uh, Brother Joe, good to see you. I, I thought I heard you say amen tonight. And, uh, Brother Joe is my bouncer. And, uh, he's lost down to about 480 pounds now. And got saved about 18, 18 years ago and drove a bus for years while his health permitted and, and uh, just some good people here. And Brother, Brother John's had to put his patch on tonight. And uh, I followed him out of here last night. Brother Norris is blind one eye now. He's our bus director and he's all over the road. I thought, boy, I hope no trooper don't come. They'll pull him over for being drunk. Amen. And uh, Brother Fondness of several of you here tonight. Thank all of you for coming. And uh, there's uh, Brother Sal back again tonight. He got saved Sunday. If you wasn't here last night, baptized Sunday night and started revival. Uh, first night in revival meeting here last night with us. Amen. I got saved in July of 1968. And uh, that's a long time ago. And uh, in August, I, our preacher said, we're going uh, to go to camp meeting. I didn't know what camp meeting was. In our area, we have what we've called fish camps, but I'd never heard of a camp meeting. We had a 1958 Ford bus. It was yellow and blue. No, it wasn't yellow. It was yaller. It was yaller and blue. Amen? And uh, I remember we, we got on that old bus and went up 85, and we went to, uh, to China Grove exit off of Interstate 85, Concord, Kannapolis, and you had uh, uh, China Grove was the next exit, of course, Salisbury, that area. And we got off and turned left, and uh, I'd never seen no count meeting. I just got saved and saved them up, and went over there and pulled down this little dirt road, and there was this big old arbor out there. It didn't have no sides. Uh, I only had a roof. 
and uh, and the seats in that thing, they wasn't padded. They was like a, a tube of tin oak mounted on metal frames with no padding. I think, preacher, we ought to take the padding off these pews and stuff we've got now. Amen. But anyway, went in there and there's a, there's a big old rock down in the edge of the woods. And, uh, and uh, so I got off the bus and boy, I heard all these men praying. And uh, I thought, I, I kind of like this already. And they probably 200, 300 men down around that big rock praying. And it's called back to Bethel Camp Meeting. They have two weeks in August every year and, and hadn't been there, of course, in several years. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, they sing and they sing and they shouted and they ran down the woods and run out of the woods. You thought it's a bunch of fox, amen. And, uh, but I, I was fired up. Hey, I just got saved a month prior to that. And I didn't have to go. I wasn't going to hell no more. And I was excited about heaven. And, uh, and they, they sing about an hour or two. I mean, they sung everything that they could think of. That's what I thought. And then, uh, the moderator of that meeting, got up and he said, it's a real joy tonight to have from Merle, Mississippi, Dr. Percy Ray. Man, that little short man got up, had that double-breasted looking suit on, and he was a little pudgy like me, and, and uh, he had that thing buttoned. He walked up there and I thought, ain't no way that guy can preach. He's too stiff. But he preached till 11 o'clock that night. Boy, I'm telling you, heaven came down and glory filled our soul. Amen. And so I've been, uh, I, I like count meeting. I like where God meets. And, uh, but anyway, what a great blessing to be back again uh, here tonight. And uh, uh, I appreciate the Lord keeping the weather good for us. Amen. I've been praying. I told the Lord, don't let that snow come in here on this meeting. This church has prayed now for a month or two and just keep that stuff away. I don't know about y'all, but I've had enough of it. What it's doing to my life right now, I don't like it. It's causing me to not be able to get out on the lake and go crappy fishing. It's almost destroyed my fishing, all this bad weather. But uh, God knows everything, doesn't he? He knows every flake of snow that's fallen all winter long. He knows every little piece of ice that has fallen down from the sky. Amen. We just got to trust God for everything in life. Amen. I want you to take your Bible tonight, if you would please, and turn with me to the book of Proverbs tonight, chapter number three tonight. And I'm going to preach a Duke's Mixture type sermon tonight. Of course, all of mine's that way. And my wife says, I don't care where you start. She says, I always know where you're going to end up. And uh, But I want to be a blessing to this church, amen. And I meant to say this last night. If you hear me preach anything and say anything that uh, that's not right, amen. And uh, preach, I wouldn't do anything to harm your church. And what I want to say is tonight, he's the pastor, he's always right. If I ever say anything, preacher, it'll be all right for you to get up behind me and say, now, I just don't, we just don't really believe that, amen. And, uh, but, uh, amen, I appreciate the opportunity to come tonight. Praise the Lord. Got my wife with me again tonight. 
same old girl all these years. Praise the Lord. For those of you uh, maybe here last night, I gave a little of my testimony. And now that I got saved, of course, I kindly met her that night. And, uh, and then we dated and we broke up. We dated and we broke up. Now, none of you ever did that. Amen. And, uh, okay, you didn't, did you? Amen. I mean, except you had it so bad you wouldn't let go. That's what it was. <laughs> That's right. And uh, praise the Lord. I, uh, I, uh, I appreciate my good wife and been here a couple times and she travels quite a bit now and does some lady meetings. Amen. I told her I was kidding with her. Now, I'm just kidding when I make this statement. I said, we're going to have to ordain you. You get to a church. I'll get me one. We'd have two salaries coming in. But she told me one day, jokingly, she said, uh, I'm just afraid mine would outgrow yours. <laughs> and that would really cause a little conflict around the house. <laughs> but we know God didn't call. Now, she said, if God called a woman to preach, she said, he'd call me. But he didn't, and he don't. Amen. Praise the Lord. But about 45 years now, we've known each other. And the Lord's been good to us, and the Lord's blessed us. The Lord's given us three children. By the way, they've all three had problems. I didn't think that my children ever have a problem. Amen. But uh, later on in life, I noticed they let the hair grow out on the top a little bit, and it wasn't the style. It was them horns started coming through. And uh, but I appreciate all of you tonight. Let's stand together and just to honor this blessed old King James Bible. I always want people to know where I stand on this book. Amen. I tell you, it's been attacked, it's been reworked, it's been revised, it's been redone. The theologians have had done us more damage than they've done good. But tonight, I said it last night, and there's a lot of controversy about it tonight. This book is the inspired, the infallible, the inherent God-breathed Word of God. And don't you let anybody ever change your mind about that. We got all we need right here. Praise the Lord. Now, Proverbs chapter 3, and let's look at verse 19 tonight, down through verse number 26 tonight. Am I too loud? Am I about right? All right, good. Praise the Lord ever who said that. First time anybody's ever said that to me, good. All right, would you say that again, whoever it was? Hey, would you say that a little bit louder? Oh, would you say real good? Oh, that praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's begin reading tonight in the book of God. I, Brother Richard Hornet was my pastor. I think you knew him. And he'd always call it the book of God. He said, let's look in the book of God. And so tonight, let's look in to the book of God. The Lord, by wisdom, has founded the earth. By understanding, has established the heaven. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Verse 23 says, Then shalt thou walk thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sheep and thy, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Be not afraid of sudden fear, 
neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Verse number 26 says, For the Lord shall be thy what? Thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Now, won't you look at verse 26 again? And uh, we'll read that one more time. The Bible says, For the Lord shall be thy what? Thy confidence, uh, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. You could shout right on that verse right there. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, I pray in the blessed name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, to Lord, give me wisdom tonight as I speak tonight. Lord, I, I need for you to control my mind tonight. My thinking, Lord, sometimes, uh, even in preaching, gets out of control. And But I ask you, Lord, God, tonight, that you'll just touch my mind and help me to always speak, Lord, words of wisdom, and that would help this church. Uh, and most of all tonight, that, Lord, that would honor and bring praise and glory to your sweet name. And then let me say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to this place. We want to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you. can be seated. And I'll get my, my water opened up a little bit here. And uh, we'll get started tonight. Again, it's good to see you tonight. And uh, this thing tonight, at night it'll already be half over. Hey, when you're having fun, I'm telling you, time goes fast. Amen. And I'll preach to you tonight on the subject, don't lose confidence. Amen. Buddy, I'm telling you, one of our problems today in our churches is that God's people, I'm telling you, they have seen a whole lot, amen, of hypocrisy and a whole lot of stuff that's went on, it shouldn't have went on in the life of God's children, amen. And I'm finding it more and more difficult, amen, to try to get people to follow the Lord, amen, because they have lost confidence, amen. I'm telling you, You'll never accomplish a whole lot in life without confidence. Amen. I want to give you some things I may preach tonight and to help you and maybe be a blessing to you. I want to give you several things tonight in which not to lose confidence. Amen. Good to have Brother Clark back again tonight. And good to see you and your wife tonight. Number one tonight, don't lose confidence in the Scriptures. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, the Bible said in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now if there's anything the devil's going to attack you on, it's going to be the scriptures. It's going to be the word of God. Amen. I mean you read it and you read it and, and you think you read, all the, you read all the promises of God and then something happens. Amen. In your life that you don't understand. You couldn't comprehend. You couldn't believe it happened. You read in the Bible when God said, if you'll do this uh, and you'll not do this, uh, uh, this is what will happen. This is the result. But what happens is uh, so many things we misunderstood. But I want to say to you tonight, don't lose confidence in the Word of God. Three things about it tonight. Uh, the Bible said that it's quick and it's powerful. Amen. Hebrews 4.12. Uh, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and even the dividing the son of the soul and spirit of the joints and mire and the discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. I'm telling you tonight, after 44 years of preaching this book, amen, I want you to know this book will still get the job done. I'm telling you, it'll pierce the heart of a sinner. He'll reach down in there, amen. He'll cut it out. He'll dig it out, amen. He'll expose it, amen. And tonight, there is nothing that this book can't correct in your life. 
Romans 1 16 the Bible said for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ it is the power of God and the salvation to the what Jew first and also the Greek and all them that believe tonight hey praise God our churches are dead our church people are not growing and it's because listen to me tonight they're not in this book this is probably one of the most neglected books there is today there's too much entertainment I'm going to tell you I know some of you've got it on computer I know some of you you bring your phone to church now and you got the Bible on your phone the devil ain't one bit scared of that I had a girl a few a couple years ago came in and uh, she's sitting in the back and, uh, and she had that phone out she's following me on her phone and she came there to service. She said, now, I don't want you to think I didn't have a Bible. I said, ma'am, and she explained to me. She said, I've got it on my phone. I said, you ain't got a Bible. I'm telling you, the devil ain't afraid of that. Now I'm going to tell you, the devil's afraid of this book right here. Hey, 45 years ago, it was preached in power. Amen. God took that. He got down in this old wicked sinner's heart. God began to slice away and cut away the mess. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he convicted him out straight. And I got saved. Amen. Listen, it's quick and powerful. There's something else about this book. It won't return void. Amen. I said it won't return void. If God said it, it's settled. Amen. Somebody said, hey, God said it. I believe it. Said, God said it. Well, we believe it or not. Amen. If God promised it, let me say something to you tonight. Hey, you can take it down the bank and deposit it. Amen. God promised us. It never returned void. By the way, God ain't on the same clock we're on. We get all we want something and we've read something in the Bible we think we're going to get it and God don't give it to us right when we think we ought to have it. We all get all frustrated. It's powerful. It'll never return void. Isaiah 55, 11, the Bible says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but I shall accomplish, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I send it. Hey, let's take it to the world. Hey, if we want to win the world, let's take them something that'll never return void. Amen. That's the word of God. Don't lose confidence in it. Got to keep believing it. You 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 got to keep trusting. It'll not return void. And number three, number three, it'll not pass away. It'll never pass away. Amen. We passed away other books. People pass away. Things pass away. But tonight, this book will never pass away. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 18. The Bible says, For verily I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall pass from them that the law till all be fulfilled. Businesses pass. People pass. Friends pass. Churches pass. Hey, tonight, church, get a hold of that thing. It'll never pass away. It's going to always going to be around here. Amen. 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 Oh, I love your haircut there, buddy. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, tonight, don't, don't lose confidence. 
in this book tonight. Come on, Patch, help me out. Amen. We've got to patch the pirate name. Amen. Listen. Don't lose confidence in it. It'll do the job. It'll, yeah, you can take it to India. You can take it to uttermost parts of the world. You can take it to North Carolina, any state here, anywhere you take it. It'll get the job done. But the devil wants you and I to not believe this book like we ought to believe this book and not to trust this book like we ought to trust this book. I'm saying you tonight, everywhere you go, you ought to take this book, amen. You ought to take it everywhere you go, amen. I got saved, Brother Beard, in 1968. And uh, on Sunday night, and I'd watched Brother Horny. I worked for him in the business. Of course, Lord, he called him preaching. He is in the old Tennessee temple. Going to college, and I watched him every day. He'd come to work over at that service station. Back when the service stations, you checked, at, you know, full service. That's back when America was smart. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's back when, praise God, it was good old days. And uh, Brother Richard always impressed me. He had a voice like no other voice, he had a walk like no other walk. And uh, boy, he prayed for me to be saved. And, and uh, I'd watch him every morning. He'd pull that little old Chevrolet station wagon in the service station, brother. And uh, it's called SO back then. I remember back at SO station, they had a theme that said, Put a tiger in your tank. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you how old I am. Amen. He had that little old white Chevrolet station wagon and where the gas flap was at, uh, uh, the SO station, they'd give you a tiger's tail and you'd hang it on the tank and stick it on. He'd pull it in there in that little 68 Chevrolet and uh, he'd have that old tiger's tail hanging out of it. And I'll tell you one thing you had. Every morning, every morning at 7 o'clock, he had that Schofield Bible. He carried it. He carried it with four fingers and he put his thumb up. Boy, I'm going to tell you, I was lost going to hell, but I still watched that old boy. He loved that book. I mean, he'd walk in the service station line. He wasn't no hurry to get it in, get inside the building. He'd just walk around. He was proud of that book. He was proud of that book. I remember one, uh, one time I'd been out and got all messed up and drunk, and I came into work on Monday morning, and I was sick, throwing up, wanting to puke, or whatever you call it in Granite Falls. I was sick. I was messed up. Oh, I saw conviction. I, 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 boy, that's when God was dealing with me a whole lot. I told you last night, and, and I went in, and, and uh, I was sick, and I had to go outside, go to the bathroom. You, you went around the back. But the office of that service station... At, uh, at the bathroom wall, it's all the old block wall between the office and that. I'll go out there and I, brother, uh, brother, I was sick. I was torn up. I was down on my knees to toilet. I was sick. Boy, I, I had one of the worst hangovers in the world. But you know, on the other side of that wall, there's a strange sound. And this is what it was. Oh, God! Oh, God! Please save that old boy. Oh, God. Please don't let him go to hell. Oh, God. Please save that old boy. I'm going to tell you. But boy, I admired that book that he carried. 
I got saved on a Sunday night. Aurelia Critcher, she's in heaven. And I got up off the altar and I told you that last night and I'll not tell it again tonight. She said, young man, I want to give you your first Bible. She took her own personal Schofield Bible and signed it. Brother handed me that book. It come Monday morning. I lived in Huntersville. I had about 20 minute drive. When I got my Bible that morning, I was driving an old tote, North 56 Chevrolet back then. And uh, had that Bible end up on the dash. I pulled in that service station. I thought about Brother Horny. I reached up there, Brother got that Bible. Hey, I didn't have no church background. I, I was a nighttime drunkard. I went like this. Well, I was so proud. Wow, I'd done become a new creation just like that. Amen. Just like that. Amen. I walked in the service station and remember them old cigarette machines had the handles on them. You could look in there and you pull them handles. And you, but I thought, bless God, I'm going to lay this right up on top of that cigarette machine. Maybe it'll get saved. <laughs> I seen all them beacons that I seen on the, was on fire for God that night. I got saved on the front porch. And I've always loved this book. And I'm not ashamed of this book tonight. I got drafted in the military in 69. I carried this Bible everywhere I went. Everywhere I went. I, hey, when I, when I went from one place to another, I always put that old Bible in there. And everywhere I went, I got that Bible out. Amen. Let me say something to you. We ought to not be ashamed of this book. Amen. Now, sometimes I used it wrong. I was awful bad before I got saved to speed. I was awful bad to get tickets. <laughs> and I thought, bless the Lord, I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to lay it right up there on the dash. <laughs> if I get pulled over anymore, that's so going to impress that law officer. But you know what? A couple of times it didn't do a thing to help me out. <laughs> I'm saying tonight, don't lose confidence in this book. If God said it and God put it in there, everything will be all right. Amen. I have all kinds of notes up here. I was told I first got called to preach I couldn't use notes. That you just get up there and let her go and God will give you what to say. I, it didn't work for me. I had about two or three lines. I'd repeat them for an hour. <laughs> about like some of that contemporary music you folks listen to. Brother Beard, I call, I call that contemporary music. It's that 7-Eleven music. Yeah. I mean, you know what 7-Eleven music is? Yeah. Take seven words and sing it for 11 minutes. <laughs> Amen! Amen, sir! Hey, we don't need that old stuff, do we? Amen. You can't improve on amazing grace and blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm going to get warmed up and preach in a minute. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number two, don't lose confidence in the sanctuary. 
You people regret right here in this church. You love this place. You honor this place. You admire this place. What churches wouldn't like to have this auditorium? And this church, this facility, but not about buildings, but you people here who've worked, who've given. Be proud of your church tonight. If you're thinking about splitting it, die of a heart attack right now. Amen. If you're a troublemaker, straighten your mess out tonight. Amen. Done been through all that, hadn't we? But don't lose complete confidence in the sanctuary. Listen, let me say number one, Psalms 122, uh, verse one, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. Listen, it's the place of gladness. Hey, if I don't have fun here, where am I going to have fun? I had to give up carowinds when I got so old. Them roller coasters made me sick. Reminded me back before I got saved when I was drunk. I'd get sick, amen. I had to give it up. Hey, it ought to be a place we come and act happy. It ought to be a place where we come and meet our friends and be glad that we're in the house of God. Don't lose confidence. You'll have two or three rebels in every church, amen. But don't lose confidence in the church because of a few rebels, amen. Come in here. Bless God your shoulders back. You Bible under your arm. Be like David when he said, I was glad. He didn't say, I sad. It's Wednesday night prayer meeting and everything. Glad. Boy, I love the local church. My wife loves the local church. Praise the Lord. Listen, it's a place of gladness. Then it's a place of giving. The Bible says, bring all your tithe in the store. Boy, I shouldn't have got on that. Right, I felt the temperature drop 10 degrees right there. Hey, man, we left Charlotte. It's like 48 got here. Doesn't drop 11 degrees from there to here. Hey, man. Boy, isn't it good? Every Saturday, my wife gets that tithing envelope at home. Saturday. She gets that blue tithing envelope out. She writes a check. She fills it out. She put so much for cleaning. We we have a little cleaning thing. We put we donate toward cleaning. We have for years and years. We have a place we put for missions. We have a place we put for tithe. A place we put for offering. And she'll lay that out. Oh, how sweet! Oh, how sweet! All that Jesus done for us. Wow, what a joy it is to give time. Hi, where's, where's, that, where's that boy blow that trumpet tonight? Has he done run away? Stand up, son. How old are you, boy? Thirteen. Boy, I'm you, I about shout when I heard that trumpet. Your Bible talks about that trumpet. Do something, sir. You keep blowing that horn. You just give your whole life to God. You just let the Lord use you, amen. Don't you ever let the devil drag you out in that wow, amen, get you at the wrong crowd. You just stay in this church, amen. You just give your time. You give your talent. You give it all to Lord Jesus Christ. Please tell me about the lady playing the piano here. I forget exactly the story, how quick she learned. Is she in here tonight? 
Would you stand up, ma'am? You don't mind me asking you this. How many years did you take piano lessons to learn to play? Played by ear. It didn't take her long, did it, preacher? Just a little. I mean, you know, boy, just let God use you. Now, what's Job are playing tonight? I don't know much about music. That lady sitting over there playing that banjo, man. Do you hear that? No, no banjo. Just let God use you, ma'am. Let God use you tonight. We got this young lady here that a few weeks ago decided it's God's will she take piano. And, uh, and uh, hey, hey, you can do it. She, didn't, she just got in there and gave everything to God and God touched her in a marvelous, miraculous way. Listen, it's a place of gladness. It's a place of giving. And it's a place of glory. I like it where the glory's at. Now what I don't like is a whole lot of shouting and there ain't no sowing and backing it up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I'm, I'm saying tonight it's a place of glory. Acts 2, 2 and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where there's a sit. You know why people are leaving our churches and getting in that old charismatic stuff and that old uh, contemporary stuff? Because the average church is so dead today, it can't even, you couldn't grow weeds in it. We got spirit living, God living in us. That that lives in us wants to be praised and honored and glorified, amen. But I'm telling you today, praise God, don't lose confidence in the church, amen. Boy, we've seen so much corruptness in the last five, ten years. A lot of us preachers, nobody trusts us anymore. They, they have this thinking, well, if that one did it, this one probably doing it too. You need to get that out of your mind. I want you to know tonight I can't speak for nobody else. But I'm clean, amen. I'm clean, amen. I don't have a girlfriend on the side, amen. Clean. Miss Bear's my girlfriend. Let me say something to you. Don't lose confidence in the sanctuary. It's a place of gladness. It's a place of giving. It's a place of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Like preacher, you mentioned to me not long ago, maybe in a phone conversation, somebody got saved a Sunday or two ago. Hallelujah. Boy, that's what a happy church. Amen. That's what will keep this thing alive. That's what will keep the glory in here. That's what will keep the happiness in here. Amen, Brother Small. Don't get too quiet back there, brother, just because you're on the back row. Amen. There's nothing like that. Getting them new converts in here. we got a whole bunch of them here. we we retraining, praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you people in here tonight from our church are so uh, bus workers? Raise your hand. Not all of them. Everybody's right with God is. Oh, Lord's on somebody's trail in here about that. That yellow bus ought to not sit out there. Praise the Lord. That's a good looking bus right there. I like the name of it. Chevrolet. Amen. Chevrolet. Hallelujah. 
That's enough right there to make somebody get our conviction. <laughs> he will not sit after on Sunday. Bring in people in here to this place of gladness. Get them out of that world. Get them away from that mess out there and them drugs and bring them over here and get God, let God save them and get them involved in the things of the Lord. Now there's some church members in here. That's probably about all. Katie Beth, you stand up. This lady grew up in a Christian home. Two weeks ago, Sunday morning, all the time I was preaching, she's weeping. She grew up in church. She's been to Bible college. Married an old man here in O'Hare. <laughs> you head in the same direction, sir. I'll tell you right now. That's what happens to you. God, God, she, I know she's teared up through the whole service. Thank you. Be seated. Was baptized. I think a week before that we had a, we had a, a, a young couple there. And her husband got saved. I was baptizing him. His wife come back, climbed up the steps to, to watch him be baptized. While she's back there, she got her conviction. She got saved in the baptistry room. Amen. Two weeks ago, lady right here, she's, if, she, if she talked to her tonight, she talks funny. She's a Yankee. You can look beyond, God, you can look beyond that. Amen. That's our youth pastor's wife. She went to Miss Hostcar, Deacon's wife, and said, I, I'm not sure I'm saved. And that lady right there got saved in church all of her life. Grew up in a Christian home, Christian school, went to Bible college, and didn't know God. Let me say something to you tonight. Bring them into the house of God. Get them out of the preaching. Let God convict them by His Spirit. Oh, listen to me. You've got to get convicted to get saved. Holy Spirit's got to draw you. Then I let me say something else. Don't lose confidence in the uh, sanctuary. It's a place of gladness. It's a place of giving. It's a place of glory. It's a place where we catch a glimpse of another world. Revelation 4.1 After this I looked and behold the door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as if the word trumpet talking to me. We said come up here and I'll show you things which must be hereafter. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Right there we get raptured out of here don't we? And that when we go out brother Revelation 4.1 Hey! It's a place where we catch a glimpse. I've been in some good services. Amen. I was just like heaven was right there. Don't lose confidence in the scriptures. Don't lose confidence in the sanctuary. And number three, don't lose confidence in the spirit. Now let me get on this just a little bit. First John 2.20. The Bible said, but you have an unction. Not from the church, but from the Holy One. And ye know all things. Don't lose confidence in the Spirit of God. Let me give you some things about it. Number one, the Spirit authorizes. He is our authorizer. You can't get saved unless the Spirit of God authorizes it. 
You can't get to God if the Spirit of God don't authorize it. <laughs> well, I've done it that way. Listen, you can't be saved if He don't authorize it. You can't be called to preach if He don't authorize it. You get hurt in the church you visited in. Amen. <laughs> Just falling on you telling a whole lot of activity. Okay, the choir. Son, I'm telling you. All right. I better not go there. Amen. <laughs> Let me say something. Listen tonight. The Spirit authorizes. He unctionizes. Hey, it's the Spirit of God that helps me. It's the Spirit of God that comforts me. It's the Spirit of God that controls me. It's the Spirit of God that leads me. It's the Spirit of God that helps me. Amen. Everything we do, we ought to depend on the Holy Spirit of God. Take care of it. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Don't lose confidence in it. Just trust it. I'm calling to it. Just trust him. <laughs> Amen. Somebody said the other day, you know, I, I, I like some NASCAR racing, I always have. And uh, somebody said, they're so excited, said this year the number three is coming back. You heard, have you ever heard that? The number three. You know about the number three? I said, it ain't going to affect me. The three that I serve, the three I'm talking about, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I said, I don't have to bring him back. He's always been. He's always been, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank God. That he leads me and he directs me in the path of righteousness for my name's sake. No, for his name's sake. Hallelujah. I said number three. You don't see, I don't see a clock in here. What's that? What's that mean? Now, ah, come on, y'all ain't that spiritual. Man, I got one in my balcony. It used to be on the back wall. We rebuilt that auditorium. I extended the, the soundboard out over the Lord oh, out there, and I put a big digital clock right there. I mean, it's like thirty feet from me. I put it there so nobody couldn't look and see. Amen. The Spirit of God authorized us, folks. When he deals with your heart, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, listen to what he's got to say. Don't lose confidence in the Spirit. Number four, don't lose confidence in the sacrifice. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When he washed my sins away. You ever notice people talk more about their self than they do Christ. They talk more about their material things than they do Christ. They talk about the church more than they talk about Christ. They talk about the preacher more than they talk about Christ. And sure enough, they really talk more about the grandchildren than anybody. I do. I'm guilty of that one right there. And they're down. But we need to talk about him. He said, and it's on this pulpit here, and I love it, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. 
Don't lose confidence in the sacrifice. It was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect Lamb of God. No sin. He couldn't sin because he was God. That's pretty good right there. You get a hold of that right there. He's the perfect sacrifice. Number two, it was a pleasing sacrifice. Please the Lord. When, when he was bruised, the Bible said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Oh, I love him. I was seeking deep in sin. Far from a peaceful shore. Folks, I was going down, going down, going down. Thank God for the perfect sacrifice. The perfect lamb of God. Don't lose confidence in it. Don't lose confidence in only the perfect sacrifice. He was the pleasing sacrifice. Isaiah 53, 10 says it pleased the Father to bruise him. And then he was a permanent sacrifice. He did it once and for all. See, I grew up around the Baptists in the mountains because they never told me about Jesus. They was trying to hang on to their salvation. Trying to work real hard and keep it, you know. And I'll not say what kind they were, but they were Baptists and they were good people. But I'll tell you one thing. They didn't know much about that permanent sacrifice. Ephesians 4.30 settles a whole lot of things. Grieve not the Spirit of God. Whereby you're sealed in what? In other words, in the Greek, that means a long time. Nothing I did. It was that perfect and that permanent, that sacrifice that Jesus did. Hey, when he was on the cross, he looked down and he cried out and he said, it's finished. That's good enough for me. Amen. I will talk to you in just a few more minutes and I'll be through here tonight. This generation's lost a lot of confidence. You ever hear this? I don't feel like going to church anymore. I don't trust nobody. I don't have confidence in nobody. And you go out and try to reach lost people now. It's, I don't, hey, freely now this, I don't even believe in God. Somewhere, lost confidence. Then let me say number whatever next. I'm going to stay right here just a few minutes. Don't get nervous now. Don't lose confidence in the pastors. Some of them will fall. And let me say something. If it wasn't for the grace of God, we all would. Don't lose confidence in the pastors. The only people that God has to preach his words called human beings. How many human beings do we have in here tonight? About half of you. I am proud to be called pastor. 
I'm proud. People ask me, what do I call you? Dr. Barry, and I, I don't even know what that is. I said, I'll be satisfied playing old preacher. You ought to be proud of those who have fought the fight, who've kept the faith, who've stayed with the stuff. You ought to appreciate the church and its pastors. One can fall, but 100,000 can stand. We focus on the one that fell. And I'm not putting my stamp of approval on none of that mess that they're doing. It comes the time when, when they disqualify themselves. But we all hadn't failed. Thank God. Don't, don't lose confidence. Listen, everyone, everyone went for once in a while, somebody mess up. And we get to focusing on them. Boy, we've had a lot of that in the last five years, haven't we? And you get on that old internet. And you get on that old Facebook. That, I call it two Facebook. Preachers, it's caused us more problems in our churches than anything that I know in America. You counsel people and that, that mess on there. And it, I'm telling you, sometimes I'm preaching, I say, don't, don't record that, cut that off. We all had to fail. Won't you focus on Brother Steins? Won't you focus on his men? you lose confidence sometimes you're sitting there and the devil gets in your mind listen to me and he starts saying to you and you get to thinking I want what my preacher's into <laughs> this guy spoke and said he ain't big enough to get into a whole lot Don't lose confidence. Let me let me just say something here. How long have you been here? Twenty second year. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, I thank you. You you should help build all these buildings. Wow. Let me say something here. I'm glad I don't know anybody in here really but my church people. And the old man sitting here tonight. I don't know who's teachers. I don't know who's deacons. I don't know who's trustees. But I'm looking at a whole bunch of sinners. I recognize you. But God places the pastor over the whole thing. Listen, some of you, you're just going to, whoever you are, deacons, don't raise your hand. God don't give you what the direction he wants for this church. 
He don't give it to the social pastor. Them Yankees call him pastor. Right. Pastor. All right, Sal. He ain't been saved three or four days. We love our pastor. But you know that God always speaks to the pastor and gives him the direction of that church. Do you know that he don't speak to the uh, social pastor and give him direction? Because pastor and associate, listen to me tonight, every bit of that associate is under the pastor. And the pastor is under God. And God always speaks to the pastor. Not the youth pastor. Not the, what are you, the intern? Intern for what? Intern for a potato? Intern. Intern. What, what a title, sir. Where do you get that? I ever read that in the Bible, amen. Man, straight your husband out, amen. Pastor. You know, he ain't going to give you direction to this church. He's going to give that man. Whoever you are, teachers and deacons, he gives it to the man of God. Now, I know some of you don't believe that. Boy, these people I got here tonight. 30 years that man has backed me stand up brother Norris man's backed me for 30 years through our church split old brother John stood like a rock of Gibraltar not one time has that man ever spoke negatively toward his pastor never he never tried to cause me no problems and put me through no storms he's helped calm a whole lot of them amen be real careful I shared a lot last night and I'll know it about our church went through that big split years ago but about kill me it all started when God's plan order got mixed up this crowd knows better than mess me. I'm from Roll Mountain, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> God, I carry a knife. <laughs> I'd still whip that thing out of my pocket. When it comes out, it's open. <laughs> you hear about the switchblade? Amen. I love the pastors. Don't you wish we had Brother Roloff back? Don't you wish we had old Dr. Seitler and Dr. Green Oliver back? Don't you wish we had those old patriarchs back? If we've ever needed men, stand. Stand for right and support the pastor. Don't get in them little groups now. Start saying, you know, I've been noticing some things about our pastor. You better be careful messing. I, I don't know why I'm saying this stuff, Brother Jerry, but I'm just going to lay it out. You better leave a man of God alone. 
Vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. Do you hear about our past? Our past. Have you noticed our church just not the same? Amen. I can preach on them computers. I don't have one. I don't really know what an internet is. I know what a fishing net is. People said, did they talk about their iPhone? I asked my wife, what in the name of the Lord's iPhone? I'm going to get me some of them little stick-on phones and put on there, them little eyeballs. Say, I got me an iPhone. <laughs> hey, you need to upgrade, Amen. Hey, people send me a text. But you know that I cannot text. In order to text, you've got to be able to spell. (laughs) Don't have a computer. Don't want one. To whom much is given, much is required. More work. Now, if they're used right and that stuff, I'm not against that. It needs to be used right. Boy, we got a generation that's abused it. I will tell you, be good to the pastor. My people good to me. They get better to me than I am them. They sure love me more than I love them. <laughs> Don't lose confidence. Brother, Brother Steins, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? A teenager, 56. Yes. First time I ever seen Brother Steins, I was impressed. I'll tell you why. He carried himself like a man of God. I'm going to hit something right here. I said he carries himself like a man of God. He polished his shoes. I've seen your shoes a long time ago, and I said, I'll never go to that church with my shoes not polished. I polished them before I come. I had on them Stacy Adams last night, and it didn't impress nobody. I just switched them out and got me some old regular shoes. But I've always been impressed by his presence. And I've always been impressed with his behavior. I've seen him out in a few meetings, and I watched him. That's why it's a different story. <laughs> and his children, his grandchildren, they all right. And the M turn. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna help us right here a minute. The reason a lot of respect we've lost for the man of God is because we we behave ourselves. You know, I've never visited a hospital unless I had a suit and tie on. You church members know that's the truth. If you have an emergency and they run you over there and say you only got an hour to live, I'm going to go home and put my suit on. <laughs> Men of God, Christian folk, it's so important when we go out like the hospital in Charlotte. It's real bad. Honest, I'm telling you, they have that clergy picture, ID card. 
got to have them down there now, them old hospitals and have clergy on it. And I would say that 50% of them are more now, Brother Jerry. Don't have a tie and a coat. And it's, it's a very thing now. I see them with a clergy badge stuck on a pair of jogging suit with tennis shoes. Now I believe the man of God will stay up here. That don't make us no better, but that kind of divides us and sets us up here. We're not above anybody, but God's people need to see God's man being well behaved. Don't lose confidence in the past. Then let me say to you tonight, don't lose confidence in the Savior. Don't lose confidence in the Savior. Listen to me now. He's the only one we got. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm very God. May took my little child or somebody I loved. I had a tragedy. Amen. There's people that's building tonight. You probably bury God over something like that. God knows what he's doing. We know that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I have people all the time will come in for counseling. And you do too. And you do too, preacher. Well, I'll just be honest with you, preacher. I'm just mad and bitter at God. My daddy just died with cancer and I loved him. And I'm bitter at God. Because my daddy died. Don't lose confidence in what God does. He ain't never made a mistake. When he makes his first mistake, he no longer can be God. God knows what he's doing. At 62, I got this crazy retirement on my mind. That thing started eating me up, Brother Jerry. Man, I'd, I'd go, I'd get, I'd get that letter from the Social Security office. And I'd done setting me a budget. You can draw this when you're 62. And then I, I set me a budget. I, I had it all figured out. But my plan was entirely different from God's plan. God put me in a hospital. Took me to the point of death with pneumonia, I about died, a bacteria got in my uh, cavity, my lungs, I only had a, a third of my right lung working doctors told Miss Barry I was going to die, there wasn't nothing they could do but God on a Saturday morning here come this little doctor from a foreign country, Dr. Abella she walked in and Saturday morning with nobody in the room but me and God she said, sir, she said, I don't know why she said this. She said, you don't handle sickness too good, do you? <laughs> Who does? I'm a whiner. I'm a terrible patient. She says, everything we've done, it ain't helped. She reached in that little doctor's white coat. And she pulled out 
two bottles like that. And it looked like chocolate milk. She said, I've been practicing medicine for 30 years. And she said, I want to try this on you. And she went up there with all them IVs and all that stuff. And she, she hooked that stuff in there. And on Sunday, I believe it was a day later, I started waking up. I started feeling better. I had tubes in my side had tubes in my back, all that infection running out. Come home with a bag on my side. Come home with a bag to a bag. Amen. Amen. How you doing? All right, be careful. Okay. But in that hospital bed, after God began to touch me, the Lord kindly said, Now you need to get over this retiring. You're my child. I called you. And I ain't no retirement in sight. I'm 65. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm ready for our church to go to another level. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me say don't lose confidence. In the Savior. God knows what you need. And then let me say this tonight. Don't lose confidence in his saints. Everybody's not bad. As a church, we got to be a unit that works together, that loves each other, that prays for each other, that hurts with each other. It amazes me sometimes somebody can get out of line a little bit, mess up a little bit, and how we crucify them. How we wear them down. How we criticize them. I didn't say nothing, but your thumb's done the talking. We're all God has. We all got God to work with. If you're in this church or any church tonight, let me say something to you. If you've got a little problem with somebody, get that thing fixed. If you don't, eventually it'll grow. It'll get, become a cancer. You'll keep picking at it. It'll get worse. Love each other. I'm excited about this church. But Jerry, I feel like the Lord's going to take this thing on up. But let me say, church, when that starts to happen, remember, we have an enemy. Every time that our church starts growing, the devil puts somebody in there and they get disgruntled just like that. You've noticed that, preacher? Every time. Oh, I mean, preacher, we get all down there and things starts to liven up and boy, we start bragging to the other preacher how many we had and how many we had. And we get real proud. And, you, and somebody out there starts some old mess. You ever hear this before? We just feel led. Feel led to what? Boy, 
I can read them so good now when they walk in the office and say, Pastor, we need to talk to you. And I'll say, I'm sure you feel led, right? <laughs> God's good. I've been pastor in the same church almost 37 years. That's a long time, preacher. How long have you been where you at? 23, 22, 37. Ain't too bad, is it? The average pastor now stays three and a half years. It would not be that way. But that pressure gets on and it gets on the saints of God and the devil gets in it. We get discouraged, start looking for greener grass. Boy, I'm going to tell you tonight, we've got to keep confidence. Now let me say in closing tonight, if you're in this building you're not saved tonight, you need to get saved. There's a real heaven. And there's a real hell. It's amazing way God chose a sermon last night. There's a, a, a nice lady in this church, a preacher shared it a little bit with me. He had talked with yesterday. Somebody dear to her heart had went to heaven. She said, Preacher, I've just got to know that there's a real heaven. And I got up here and said to that preacher, I said, I want to preach tonight on is there really a place called heaven? See, God will lead us and God will help us. God will give us victory if we just listen to Him. If you're not saved, get saved tonight. If you're out of the will of God tonight, if you're a little burnt out with church, and somebody, and the Lord, and the Lord's work, and you're a little grumbly right now, don't tell nobody about it. But come down here and tell the Lord about it. You don't have to brought, just come down here and ask, be honest, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to know truth and His will for your life. What do you need from the Lord tonight? Well, I've been in this church out of charter member, but what do you need from the Lord tonight? Liberty folks, what do we need from the Lord tonight? Young people, what, what do you need from God tonight? Some of you sneaking around, you're watching things and, and doing things, but won't you bring that to Christ? Then some of you, listen, Need to get busy for the Lord. Somebody this week ought to come say to the pastor, Pastor, I'd be glad to take that old bus out there, work that old bus, bring some people in here that can get saved. Pastor, is anything around here that I could do to help my church? I love my church, preacher. What could I do around here, preacher, to help my church to be better? You ought to come tonight, and if you'll ask him from your heart, God will tell you exactly what you can do. Father in heaven, we love you and we 